Hello and welcome back to the Claret Blue podcast. My name is John Townley. I'm filling in for Dan Rollinson today and I'm joined by Aston Villa correspondent Ashley Priest, who's just seen Aston Villa lose 2-1 to West Ham United at the London Stadium. Ash, your thoughts on the game, your immediate thoughts? Yeah, I mean, London Stadium is so quiet, John. You wouldn't believe it. It's like a, like a library in there today. It's so bad. Um, and that, that, that was the game in the first half, really. It was played at a snail's pace. I thought it was quite laboured. Both teams were like that, to be honest. Um, nothing much in the game in that first half. And you're thinking when Antonio's injured and West Ham are making a few changes, you're thinking, can Villa get the towels up here? But in the end, a bit, a bit of brilliance. I think I don't think everyone's spoken about Yarmolenko's finishing off. It's just incredible finish. I know he's had a bit of time um, to, to, to strike home, but yeah. take nothing away from the finish. And that, that got West Ham ahead. And like, like Gerard said just here now, he said the game was done in... in couple of moments and that, that seemed to be the case really give the ball away for the second goal West Ham advance on the counter no, no bodies there in terms of Villa and the score the match killing second so nothing nothing too much in it really um, Villa looking to emulate West Ham as we know their European aspirations and to be like that so yeah disappointing mate obviously the the, uh, the buzz and the, the, the momentum's been burst a little bit now so on to Arsenal next week but plenty of positives to take and um, be interested to see if he freshens things up. Yeah, I agree with all of that. I think, in general, it was a really even game, fine margins. I think it, that, that yeah. goal almost encapsulated, didn't it? It was that moment of quality. Um, and there's the fine margin almost, you know, Martinez sort of tipping it into the side net and almost not, not that he, would, he could do much more than that. Um, yeah. yeah, I think, as, as you mentioned, Jared saying before the game that West Ham's a blueprint. And I think today showed that almost, you know, we're not a million miles away, we're a couple of additions away from becoming a team that can go to a West Ham and, and, you know, compete for 90 minutes and possibly take more than, um, well, obviously we've lost today, but take, take away points. Uh, I thought, you know, as you say, going two goals down, that was a sucker blow, wasn't it, that second goal? Um, if we stay in the game and don't uh, concede those two goals, you know, cheap counter-attack and, again, good finish by Yamalenko, but giving far too much space inside the box. If we stay in the game and keep it a nil-nil, Come the 80th minute, you make your own luck, don't you? And with the quality that we have, you know, obviously we're getting that one goal. Um, could have potentially got a second as well if, if we if we scored um, before we did. But Ash, what did Gerard say after the game? Any, any main takeaways from the presser? Yeah, I mean, Matthew, when he was asked where, where Villa short compared to West Ham at the moment, and he, he said what one area, and he, it's quite quite an elusive term. He said profile, stature. So by, by that, I mean he waxed lyrical about Declan Rice today. He thought he was yeah. superb, Gerard said that. So I think you're hinting at there, if Villa had a Declan Rice in their team as the base of their midfield, that they'd be a, a much better, much better team. So you'll probably whip up, whip up a transfer story tomorrow, mate. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, it was definitely tipped towards that. Declan Rice, certain profile, but even when defending crosses and stuff like that, John. Um, yeah. the, 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 the shift to get the ball, get the ball away from the goal from Zuma, Dawson today were very good and, and Cresswell at left-back. A defensive shift from West Ham was, was pretty good today, so I think Gerard took a lot, a lot from that. Um, and yeah, that was his most telling, telling remark. Really, that's where Villa are short compared to where West Ham at the moment. So one thing: profile and stature of a player. So he was asked, "Can he address that within his group?" He said he would look to do that, but given time, I think we'll see in the sort of transfer window, Villa will look to um, address that issue, possibly in the middle of the park. So, yeah. Um, that's a main takeaway. Quite a funny line about um, no kissing tonight for Douglas Louise. I thought it was quite funny. Um, Douglas Louise got a nasty gash to his lip. He bust yeah. his lip open big time. I haven't seen there any close pictures. Was it a bad one? I yeah, was... there was a, um, a freeze frame of it and his mouth was all over the place. Almost yeah. like the box. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, he only stitching up. So, 
I guess Douglas will be okay for, for, the, for the weekend against Arsenal. Lucas Dean, John, I think he's struggling now. I think he's got a hamstring issue, as we know. Gerard said Lucas did say he was okay, but obviously he's a major note for Arsenal, so we'll see the, see the grading on that, possibly a tear. We'll see. He'll have an MRI scan, so Lucas Dean probably out of the Arsenal game looking at it. But yeah, lots of bumps and bruises in the dressing room for Villa. Callum Chambers took a nasty whack to the head, as we know. Gerard called it a forearm smash from Dawson, but he had no qualms with West Ham's physicality today. So, yeah, um, yeah, I think Gerard will take a lot from this this uh, result and the manner of the defeat. A bit naive from Villa at times. And you can see what Gerard's trying to do today. Villa, Villa kept the ball much better today and tried to, tried to take the sting out of West Ham's attacks. And they're trying to slowly build up. But I think creativity today, I did, I lacked a bit of that, to be fair. But I think... The game plan was to stop Rice from playing. I think I seen Danny Ings dropping on Rice countless times. He was following following him around like a bad smell. And then, uh, yeah, the moments, isn't it, John? Ings scores that one. Fabianski tips onto the post. Better get the nose in front. It's a different game. So yeah, fine moments like you say, and a big learning game for this for Villa and Gerard. Yeah, definitely. I think as you, as you mentioned, so the Decker Rice thing. He wants that presence. Obviously, we've been linked as well to Calvin Phillips, not just exactly. this week for quite some time now. And Calvin Phillips is almost the you know, a duplicate of, um, of Declan Rice, especially in that England midfield as well. You see how they work. So that's probably the biggest hint that we're going to get for some yeah. uh, some weeks before the summer window too. Uh, I, I'm almost taking on what you say there about the Watkins and Coutinho and Danny Ings. I think the game plan was working really well up until we conceded. I think Gerard, he wants to build from those solid foundations, doesn't he? Mm. Um, let those guys do their, do, their, um, do their thing, express themselves, be confident on the ball. Yeah. But I think that was, I think you say flat maybe, were we today, I think, Struggle to maybe combine with the sort of well-drilled team that West Ham have and the players that are obviously going to try and nullify that. Um, yeah, so how did you think those two, uh, those three combined? Because obviously so many goals in the last couple of weeks as well. Yeah, I, thought, I asked Moores about Coutinho and nullifying his set today. He said that that was part of their game plan. It would probably yeah. be about game plans of every manager. But uh, I thought Coutinho picked the ball up a bit too deep today. Uh, I don't know whether West Ham pushed him a bit further away from their goal, which, is, which, which worked a treat for them. Yeah, like you say, a bit, a bit laboured today. I think the Leeds game took it out of Villa, given what the, what they did there on Thursday. Gerard did hit, did admit afterwards. Perhaps he needed to inject a bit more freshness on the hour, I suppose, a bit later on. So by that time, the game is away from Villa. So yeah, big learning game for Gerard, like I say. And you possibly should have freshened things up a little bit sooner. I thought Santon was going to come on at half time. He was getting he was getting well worked by the fitness coach. And yeah, I mean Leon Bailey coming on, Buendia getting his assist as well. Nice goal for Ramsey to score. That's a big confidence boost of him. That's his six in the season. He'll take yeah. something from that. I thought Ramsey was Ramsey was decent today. Carried a threat, driving forwards. Um, but yeah, like you said, the, the three didn't link up as well today. Danny Ings had his big chance. Watkins worked hard as he always does and forced the errors. And Coutinho was. Just picked up the ball a little bit too deep today, where we're running a bit more further field to, to cause his damage. So, I thought West Ham did a good job on Villa's attacking three today. I, I really did. So, we'll yeah. live and learn with that one. Yeah, I must have that might have been a tactic for Gerard, especially in, I think there was a little moment or 10 minutes or so in the, in the first half when West Ham was starting to get back in the game. So, we obviously started quite well. Um, yeah. They just wanted someone to take the sting out, bring Coutinho a bit deeper. But as you say, I think as the second half sort of wore on, Coutinho was coming into those positions where you don't... Mm-hmm. Need him really. That's where you need someone to play the ball. Maybe again, a Calvin Phillips almost quarterback yeah. position um, to start things up from a different position. Let your attacking players do the do their stuff, as I say. Um, I thought the substitutions you say, Morgan Sanson again. Countless questions in the comments right now saying why isn't he coming on? Why isn't he um, being allowed to make that difference? How, how did you rate the substitutions? Obviously, Leon Bailey comes on a little cameo, and um, everyone yeah. as well. 
I was having a chat in the press room before this. I mean, what, what does the future hold for the Villas wingers? You've got Burton Truro right there, Leon Bailey. Yep. Gerard Locks has played compact in midfield, doesn't he? He's played two tens previously. He's playing two nines now and a ten, as we know. What's the future hold for your Baileys and Truro's and people like that? So, very interesting. Um, yeah, I thought I thought Sanson would come on and try and keep the ball a little bit better. We look at giving it away um, in that second half, especially. So, um, yeah, but straight... I can't point the finger too much. I know what he's trying to do with bringing Leon Bailey on. A bit of pace, yeah. a bit of purpose, trying to force the issue a little bit. West Ham were tiring after their Thursday night exploits at Sevilla. So they tried to exploit that. And yeah, um, hindsight's a wonderful thing, you know what I mean? And it didn't, didn't work off today. Bailey had a little moment where he chopped inside and had a shot and had that kind of We're talking about him. But yeah, um, I can't, I don't know, I don't know, um, criticising the manager too much over changes, but today perhaps. Being in Sanson, I might have worked a little bit better. Yeah, I, I think so. So I think it's always difficult against West Ham. They seem to be on Bowie's side at the moment, don't they? Yeah. But I mean, I, I look at it and I'm, I'm with you. I can't really criticize Jared too much because if I was in that position, I haven't got a clue either, to be honest, because mm-hmm. they're so well drilled, they're so compact, um, really hard to break lines. And that's them coming after, um, coming off the back of a severe, um, a, a trip to severe as well. So them, you know, having, if they had fresh legs too, then obviously mm. the base for one. Really, really good team. Um, one comment said that maybe a shake-up's justified for the next game, obviously Arsenal at home on Saturday. Is that fair or or do we look at the last couple of weeks and say, you know, three, three wins, no goals conceded, um, an off game against West Ham maybe. Uh, yeah, a shake-up. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I think you'd, you'd probably be right to do so. They've lost today um, off the back of three wins. So you'd think there'd be a ch- change there. Just, any boy and deer coming for you, John, would you say? Or what change would you make on the face I of think, it? I think it's, it's always, tough, isn't it? It is, especially because again, you're coming off those three wins, but then what how do you how do you integrate these players after I know after leaving them out when they're winning, it's all going well. But when when you lose, it's almost that excuse to, you know, start changing things. I think if if we definitely persist with this formation and it continues to work, then that's fair enough. But I do think your players like Buendeers and Bailey's because there's literally no place for them in that team as it stands. Mm. Um, in terms of positions, they will be thinking, you know, what, not necessarily what, what does my future hold, but how will I get back in this team and how am I supposed to, um, you know, make an impact on Gerard if I can't even get on the pitch and play my preferred position. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm not too sure. Against Arsenal, it's it's whatever game plan works against against them, I suppose. I'd like to see that midfield be compact as, as it has been in recent weeks. Um, again, bearing on Douglas Louise, really, how do you sort of negate that? Because... We don't really have that number six do at the moment, especially when the camera no. injured. Hopefully, he comes back for Wolves. Um, I think it is. Or that's the game that he at least might be in the, not in the squad. Mm. So it, it is a really tricky one. And it's, I think Gerald will analyse where we're at um, tomorrow or over the week, and then he'll discuss um, where we need to go from there. But I'm I'm not too sure on my changes. To be fair, at the moment, I think it's it's all again with bumps and bruises this week, aren't aren't we? So we yeah. don't want to change change too, uh, change too much. Um, what do you think of those games coming up, Ash? Because it's Arsenal, then it's uh, then we've got break, then we've got Wolves, Spurs, Liverpool, all coming up yeah. in the next month or so. You know, that's that's quite some run. It is, yeah, it's quite some run. So we learn a lot about the team then. Um, yeah, a bit of a setback today, like I've said, coming up against the side you want to be overlapping and overtaking, like I say. But yeah, it's going to tell us a lot about the Villa where they're at at the moment. There will be some bumps in the road um, in the next few weeks. We know that. Well, Villa are getting close. I mean, last time they played West Ham, they got absolutely battered, didn't they, at home? Um, yeah. Well, one, I think it was. They're getting closer to these these sides now, and Gerard said that afterwards in here. Um, it's just about trying to execute the game plan a little bit better, taking your chances when, when the 40 are, a bit like West Ham did today with Yarmolenko popping up. Yeah, just key moments like that, do you know what I mean? The good sides take their chances, and Villa need to 
start doing that. They, they have done it in recent weeks, like we know, but had that Ings went, went in today, that chance there could have been a different story. So, yeah, Arsenal next, like you say, and then Wolves is a, a, a tough game at Molyneux. That'd be a, like a cauldron, like that they always fancy themselves against the Villa. So, yeah, I'm, I'm relishing it. It should be a challenge of players' relish as well. And hopefully we, we end the season in a real flurry. Um, I think, like you say, John, it's a massive pre-season, isn't it? A lot of the fringe players will move on and I think I think players now are fighting their fighting for their futures. I mean, a couple didn't get on today, so, so yeah, we'll see. I'm looking forward to this little period we're having now. Arsenal at home next week, full crowd at Villa Park again, and um, hopefully we bounce back and bounce back in style. Yeah, I agree. I think those are the games you want to kind of not necessarily weed out the weaker players or the players who uh-huh. don't want to fight for what we're looking for, but those are the games that the players need to turn up in. Um, so well and good doing it against uh, you know your mid-table teams like your Southamptons, although they're very good teams, Brighton as well. Um, mm. But you're playing teams that fight for Champions League now, as we saw against West Ham today. You know, plenty, plenty, plenty of positives to take. But yeah, in the next few weeks, we'll know more about the team where we're at. Mm. A massive summer ahead. But um, I think that's all we've got time for today. Ash, thanks for joining me. I'll dive back from a train. Yeah, cheers all. Thanks. Mm-hmm. All right, and thanks for everyone else uh, for watching. Make sure you catch us next time on the Claret Blue podcast. <laughs>